Bro. Welcome back to When the Bell Tolls of Big Cuz. This is your host, Big Cuz. And on this podcast, we're going to be covering night two of WrestleMania. So stay tuned and enjoy. So the first match of night two was The Fiend versus Randy Orton. Now, we got a pretty cool entrance from The Fiend. He was in this cage tunnel. Started walking towards the screen as the burnt, melted man. And the cinematic, you know, kind of took all that away. From what was old, was now new. Pretty cool look. But then he comes out, and all of a sudden there's a jack-in-the-box at ringside. Alexa Bliss makes her entrance, which is, you know, oddly entertaining and creepy at the same time. Turns the crank, and out comes the fiend. And the only disadvantage I did not like about this entrance was the red light return for the match. Bray jumps off the top. Of the Jack in the Box and hits Randy Orton. We get a nice fiend tribute to Brody Lee. I loved that. On the biggest stage of them all, they paid tribute to Brody Lee. Randy was pretty much controlling this match, but the fiend couldn't be hurt. Typical fiend match. But all of a sudden, he goes to hit Sister Abigail. Fire shoots from the ring post. Alexa Bliss comes out of the top of the box, points at him. And her face is dripping in that black liquid that Randy Orton has been spitting up for the past two or three weeks. The Fiend lets go of the sister Abigail, walks towards Alexa Bliss, gets hit with the RKO, and Randy Orton beats The Fiend at WrestleMania. All three of us just sat there and looked and go, what the crap did we just watch? I honestly have no idea where they go from here. So I'll reserve judgment on the overall match until we see where we go. But I'm not a fan of it. Just the biggest sage of the year. And you pull this crap. Only Vince would like this. Match two of the night. The women's tag team title match. Natalia and Tamina Snuka versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler the champions. Jax and Baszler. Shock of all shocks. Looked incredibly strong. They have in every match. Snuka and Natty had their chances. But for some reason... They're few and far between. Could never capitalize. What? I mean, there's not a whole lot happens in this match. Shayna Baszler kicks Natalia in the face. Natty gets attended to. Nia Jax gets blamed for it for some ungodly reason. I don't... I mean, she hurts everyone, but this is Shayna Baszler's fault. Uh, we get a cool segment. Natty locks in the sharpshooter on N- Nia Jax. And for some reason, Shayna comes in and locks in the Karafuda Clutch. And Natty passes out in five seconds, which is incredibly impressive. Jackson Baszler retain. I don't understand this move. We take two women who could be main event stars. And I show that lacks main event players like Raw. And we take two that could potentially be that, put them in a tag team, make them utterly useless. The women's tag team champions should be Natalia and Tamina Snuka. The legendary careers both those ladies have had. They deserve the WrestleMania moment. But once again, let's put over two single stars in a tag team. I mean, I get it. So we're Natty and Tamina, but what else are they doing? Jackson Baszler could be main event caliber women's competitors in the, the Raw Women's Championship or SmackDown, either one. 
but I feel like their talent are being wasted. So I, n- this match was not good. So, so far, matches one and two have sucked on night two. Next match on the card, and what I called the, the most, I could say, technical match of the night, and for me, the second best match of the night. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. JBL joined the call, and I guess just for clout, Vince brought in Logan Paul. I don't know. This was what these two men have been working for their entire career. Perfect sequences by both men, evenly matched. And, I mean, oh, this match, I tried to write down everything, but I only I, I was too starstruck and sucked into the match to write much down. The ending, we got a halluva kick, turned into a super kick, turned into a stunner for the one, two, three. This, for me, was the my th- third best match on the card, fourth best match of WrestleMania, even though I called it what would be my match of Mania. There was a couple of matches that, personally, I think blew it out of the water. Well, I guess fan-wise, I was... This is the most technical match. Let's go that far. But then we get a huge payoff, and it was just like WrestleMania 20 when Stone Cold stuns Lesnar and Goldberg. Kevin Owens stuns Logan Paul and leaves him knocked out in the ring like Nate Robinson. It was great. Love this ending. Congratulations to Kevin Owens. After this, we have this cool little segment between Matt Riddle, the great Kali, and new Hall of Famer, RVD. Wonderful comedy segment. We finally got the Riddle-RVD group we'd all talked about. And I know Peacocks love this so much. RVD gave both men RVD rolling papers. Great move. Next up on the card, we get Matt Riddle versus Sheamus for the U.S. title. Sheamus, you know, being the bigger guy, dominates early. Hits a wicked bro kick. I mean, Riddle front flips into the ring. Sheamus takes his head off. It was phenomenal. But, I mean, we did get a botch. Sheamus tried to hit white noise off the top rope. Slipped because, you know, the ring ropes are wet. It's Tampa and it rained all day. Novel thought to, you know, put a cover over the ring. But, eh, you know, who am I? But we the ending sequence, Riddle jumps off the ropes, tries to, like, moonsault onto Sheamus, and or I don't know what kind of sequence it was. We got what I de- de- uh, deemed the bro knee for the win. Bro, It looked like a bro knee, but you look back, he kicked Matt Riddle in the teeth. So Sheamus is your new U.S. title champion, but I don't think this is the end of their feud. Next up, we have Big E, the IC champion, versus Apollo Crews in a Nigerian drum match. And I honestly could not tell you the rules of this. It essentially made it a no-DQ match. Wally wraps Big E's entrance, and it, the place was electric. One of the best entrances of WrestleMania. But, I mean, we get stairs thrown onto each other. You know, we get a Aranagi onto the steps. We get thrown into a drum. He gets hit with a gong. It's just, it was a clusterfuck. But the ending I loved. In making no DQ match, Big E hits the big ending. Before he can cover Apollo, this massive man enters the ring, grabs Big E by the throat, and hits him with a Samoan spike. That large man is Dabakato, dressed like a soldier in the Nigerian army. Perfect. 
pairing with Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews pins Big E. Apollo Crews is your new IC champion. I love the pairing of Cato and Crews. Great move. Next up on the card, we had the Raw Women's title, Asuka the Champion versus Rhea Ripley. Ripley had a great live entrance with New Year's Day singing her entrance theme, and I'll be completely honest, uh, I did not know there were more words on her entrance than This Is My Brutality. So, props for that. I learned something new. This match paired these two women absolutely perfectly. And I talked to the other guy. I said, who could have been Oscar's opponent other than Rhea Ripley? Peyton Royce? Uh, Billy Kay? <sighs> who else is on Raw? Shayna Baszler? She's a tag champ. They didn't want to put her in that spot. Could possibly be it, but it's not. Rhea Ripley made the most sense. She carries the most, she carries more star power than Peyton Royce does. Disagree with me if you want. It's the move they made. This match was absolutely phenomenal. Perfectly matched, perfectly even, move for move. Rhea Ripley does end up hitting the riptide for the one, two, three. She is your new Raw Women's Champion. And think about this Rhea Ripley is one and one at WrestleMania now. A win against Asuka, a loss against Charlotte. Your first two WrestleMania matches are against two of the top women wrestlers in the world. Congratulations, Rhea Ripley. All right, our main event of WrestleMania, night two, the Universal title, Daniel Bryan versus the champion Roman Reigns versus Edge. You know, Triple Threat now makes it a no-DQ match, which, shock of all shock, the family came out to help Roman. Jey Uso wrecks Daniel Bryan and Edge, and then gets attacked and has to be carted out. The crowd was electric when it was just Daniel Bryan and Edge in the ring. So maybe we get a feud between these two? I'd be alright with it. We had a weird spear collision between Edge and Roman Reigns. They both went for the spear and hit each other's shoulder. Dangerous, dangerous move. They got lucky it landed right. But this match made Daniel Bryan look like a million bucks. He hit. He played his role perfectly. He hit the key spots when he had to. He absorbed stuff. But in the best spot of the night to me was the dueling submissions locked in on Roman Reigns. The yes lock matched with a crossface on Roman. It was huge. And then, of course, we get uh, not a favorable ending to this match at all. We get Spirit of Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. DB saves the match by pulling the ref from the ring. So, you know, saves the saves Edge from winning. And then we get a couple of concertos. Daniel Bryan's knocked out. He is out like a light. Roman hits Edge with a concerto after a spear. And then just drags Edge over on top of Daniel Bryan and covers both of them for the one, two, three. Roman retains his belt. Now, I get this. I get it. It Bolsters his character, bolsters his character so much more. I'm not a fan of the move, but I understand it. It has to be done. But it's just one of those things that you have the fr- the fans back in front of the stars for the first time in a year, and you crap on night two. Come on, I mean an edge win would have been electric. I understand Roman had to win. But at the same time, I'm not a fan of it. 
All right, so I'll give my overall thoughts on the entire WrestleMania pay-per-view. For me, the match of Mania was Banks and Belair, followed by Cesaro Rollins, Owen Zane, the triple threat, Brian, Reigns, and Edge. And then, shockingly enough, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison. That was my top five matches. Ripley and Asuka would have been 5B. But Mania overall as a whole wasn't too bad. Night one was leaps and bounds better than night two. Not just because, you know, they crapped on The Fiend again. The women's tag team match was a lot like last year's, kind of utterly useless. But night one was better. I hope they keep it two nights. But overall, great job for WrestleMania. You hit the spots you needed to hit. Even in the rain delay, you hit the spots you needed to hit. You kept the fans wanting more. Because now we're, everyone's talking about The Fiend again. We're like, all right, now where does he go from here? We're talking about the ending with Roman. Who does he feud with now? Who does Edge, where does Edge, where does Daniel Bryan go? When does Becky Lynch come back? When does Ronda Rousey come back? What about Brock? Where does he play into this? We're talking about wrestling like we haven't been in months. Overall, I give the match a 7.5 out of 10. The whole, the whole pay-per-view, 7.5 out of 10, maybe an 8. It was pretty good. But I'll tell you this, having the fans back made the world of difference because I didn't have to hear <laughs> a bunch of grunting this year. I could hear the fans' reaction, and it was great. So I hope they figure out a way to have fans live for Raw, NXT, SmackDown, 205 Live, NXT UK, I don't care what it is. The fans need to be back in the building in some capacity. Overall, good job. All the workers, phenomenal work. Let's hope this trend continues. And remember, when the bell tolls, the match is over. So, this is the American dream. And I'm going to tell you one thing. Happy trails to you till we meet again.